0: From the combined crew of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.com, it's time for your favorite Android podcast. Kick back now and enjoy another fine episode from these Android fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 133 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm here today with my co-hosts Warren Carr, Sally Kunders, Austin Pinto, John Dyer and Doug Cameron. And we're coming to you on Saturday the 24th of June, 2023. Uh, This week we have our usual announcement section. In our Android Basic section, we continue our series on the Play Store where we look at the library. In our Spotlight section, John Dyer unboxes the new Google tablet. And we have an app of the week from Warren, which is the app Instapaper. So I am coming to you from a sweltering London, it must be about. Ninety-five, ninety-six, and we don't have air conditioning here so it's not it's not pleasant it's somewhat sweaty but uh, it is it is what it is uh warren how are you
0: i am doing well uh you know what yesterday my eye was kind of bothering me my right eye it's like i'm trying to see again what's going on i have no clue i'm kind of feeling a little bit better today um it was just watering like i got something in my eye and my wife thought maybe i have some allergy you know uh, mowing the grass i have no clue so anyway but i'm here Very and good. talking about heat you are kind of hitting up there we're hitting up here too because uh, i think we're going to be like 85 86 degrees today Um, few days have been nice and absolutely beautiful we had to turn off the air because it was like in the 60s you know 61 60 whatever but we're heating up, so, but I'm glad to be here.
1: Yeah. You at least have air conditioning, though, don't you?
0: Of course. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. just couldn't do without it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That would be terrible with all <laughs> that humidity. Yeah. yeah.
2: It is.
1: <laughs> Dougie Dollface, how are you?
3: I'm not too, too bad. Just dealing with, you know, slightly warmer temperatures, but not too bad. Um, Right now, outside, we're sitting about 68 Celsius, so it's not horrible. It's supposed to get up to about 80 today. That must uh, be Fahrenheit. Ed...
1: 68 Celsius, you'd be dead. Yeah, that,
4: oh, is, yes. that is actually very hard.
3: <laughs> so, Ed, you, if you're sitting right now at 27 Celsius, you're only sitting around 84 Fahrenheit.
1: No, sadly, sadly we're not sitting at 27 Celsius. I wish we were.
2: <laughs>
1: well we've crashed we've crashed 30. Today.
3: That, that, that's the most updated info on our weather systems for you guys.
1: No, I wish I I wish it were. It's not. <laughs> John Boy, what's going on? you you're you uh, you're time constrained today, aren't
4: you? Yeah, I have a birthday party to go to later for my nephew. But they have air conditioning, and I have air conditioning, so all is well.
1: That's good. You, you're not allowed to give him that tablet? That's cruel and unusual. No one wants it. And I know I'm preempting the unboxing, but, but you can't give him the tablet, okay?
4: Yeah. I can, well, they wouldn't let me anyway. They're an Apple family.
1: Uh, how old is the nephew?
4: 12.
1: Uh, so 12 pulls for the nephew, then. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Austin, what's going on?
5: So I'm in a different location today, I'm in my sister-in-law's house and those of you who are from Portugal, they'll know that the, today is the feast of San Jao. So San Jao is a St. the Baptist feast and it is absolutely downpouring in Mumbai, like Mumbai, the, the south side has got flooded almost and it's nice and cool here, it's some relief from the summer, so it's uh, really good to be back in the rains
1: excellent and sally how is life in samsung's fair city in 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 a city made of phones
6: well you're talking about 27 degrees here in samsung it's 27 degrees today and it's kind of hot. and sadly we don't have air conditioners you know my home is pretty close to the sea so i'm feeling this humidity and it's killing me you know even like Uh when it's 27 it's killing me like in in the next coming days gonna be over 30 so i don't know what's gonna happen
3: oh
1: dear no well yeah. we will just have to just have to manage we'll have to keep on yeah. keeping on
6: i need a good air conditioner of course
1: <laughs> yeah we will yeah. do i certainly do
7: this is the announcement segment of blind android users podcast stay tuned to hear important information regarding the podcast surveys and the latest news
1: And now we turn to our announcement section. Austin, have we got anything this week?
5: So the announcement is that some, hours, uh, some days back, John had uploaded the unboxing of the Pixel tablet and that video just got, it just took off. So it got like 150, 160 views in 36 hours. So if you want to submit any app demos or any unboxing, you can record it, either audio or video, anything will do and upload it on OneDrive, we transfer any of those services, Dropbox and any of the others, and email that to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. We would like to either have it on a channel, if it's long, or we, if it's good, we could have it on a podcast.
6: So, guys, if you're wondering, there is an eight-pages-long article on AccessibleAndroid.com about TalkBack versus Commentary Screen Reader, if you're curious, of course. The article is like really comparing those two screen readers. So you just go and check out accessible.com and you're gonna see the article. It a really good one, so just wanted to mention. I think it's uh, well described the two screen readers in an objective way, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's structured, which is good. Yeah, I, I love structure. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and it is structured. So yeah, yeah. Uh, do check that out.
7: This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone.
1: Now we move to our Android Basics section, and I'm going to pass to Warren, who takes us to the next part of the Play Store series, where he demonstrates the Play Store library.
0: Plowing our way through the Play Store now, we come to an item that we'll be looking at today, and we're talking about the library. There are three items here in the library that we'll be looking at. I'll now go ahead and navigate my way to the Play Store, and once I'm done with this, then the podcast crew will be discussing or deliberating on this subject matter. I will now invoke the Play Store. Open Play Store.
8: Secret Invasion on Disney.
0: I am on the Play Store. And of course, we'll tap on our account near the top right corner. And that pops up the menu from which we could pick the item we're after. And today we're talking about the library. Signed in as Warren Carr Warcare.
8: Account and settings.
0: Now I have tapped on my account. And now we'll move to the 6th item, and that would be below the item that we talked about in one of our play episodes, and that was the Play Protect, 5 of 7. And so we go down below here, and we'll find the library. Library, 6 of 7. Let's go ahead and tap on the library and look at the items that we find upon tapping on library. Library, Play Store,
8: Library, Out of List.
0: Here, we come across three items. The items that we come across would include Wishlist. One of three. in list. Three items. Wishlist. So every time that you chose to add something to a wishlist, for example, say you're looking at an app and you like it, but you are not ready to install that app at that time, then you tap on that More Options on the top right corner and you find that add to wish list if it has it. Some apps do not have that for some odd reason, but for the most part, most of them do. But now and then you'll come across an app that does not have the add to wish list. So let's go in here, for example, and I'll show you some of the apps I have in my wish list. Wish list, wish list,
8: out of list. App, Aureole AI, snap to speech. Aureole AI, four of 18.
0: In list 18 items. I only have 18 items in my wish list. I don't think so. It pulls up all of your wish lists as it's settles. So if I scroll App down. Hoplin. Hoplin Technologies, Inc.
8: Star Rating, 4.7, 10 of 18. i scroll down again. App. A NeuroLite. Neurologics. Star rating 2.6. 16 of 23. As you can see it's increasing. App Comics and manga by Comixology. Comixology. Star rating. 2.7. 21 of 28. There we go. App. Sunny. Weather forecast. Mar Safadi. Star rating. 3.4. 28 of 35. As you can see, it keeps increasing because... App. Weather and radar. Storm radar. Weather online GmbH. Star rating. 4.4. 33 of 40.
0: I'll go back, you got the drift here. Library, library, out of list. Now, of course, if you want to install any of those apps in your wish list, you could just tap on the app in question and just tap on the install. Now, below that we have. Family library, two of three family library so if you have added someone to your family for example and you've enabled that family sharing now What they add to theirs will also be seen here. So, for example, if I go in here, I will see some items that probably were not necessarily from me, could be from my wife, could be from one of my kids. So, that kind of thing. So, things that they get added to their library gets added to mine, for example, those things that we decide to share, or... Things that we think the other person would like. If you don't want it to, you can choose to not add those things to the library, for example. So if I tap here, Family Library,
8: Family Library, out of list. And we're here. You'll be notified when family members add stuff. Change this anytime in settings greater than notifications, 3
0: of 345, in list, 345 items. So I have like 345 items here in my shared library that is a family. Uh, library so but of course you can change whether to be notified when someone adds something to the family library or you can actually choose to not share your stuff if you want to be a stingy one that is Uh, (laughs) so but that's how it works go to settings you can tap on go to settings or to the right of that got it is i got it so i'll tap on got it added by family members 13 so, as we can see, my family members have added 13. So, out of the 145, there's 13 that were added by my family members. And the rest of it, of course, you know who it came from, me. Uh, <laughs> that's what that
8: is. App, Mute Camera Pro, HDM Dev Team, 13 of 344. So, those are some of the items. App, at Voice Premium License,
0: Hyperionics Technology, 22 of 344. So without a doubt, you know, this is coming from me because I use the voice aloud uh, now and then. And so I added a premium to it and also extends to the family library. In the event that someone wants to use it, even though no one would in my family, it's still there. Let's go back. Library. Library. Out of list. Now let's look at the last item in the library. But before we look at the last item in the library, I want you to not confuse this though with the other library that you find when you go to your updates and then you have the manage apps and then you have the install apps, not installed apps, This is not necessarily the same thing. Let's go to the last item here. And of course, this one we're talking about playbooks. And if we tap on this, we'll be taken out of this area and taken to the playbooks app. Books,
8: access your library in the
0: app. Clicking this will navigate away from the Play Store, three of three. So it tells me that if I tap here, it'll be navigating me away from the Play Store, placing me, therefore, in the playbooks area I'll go ahead and tap playbooks google playbooks search playbooks search playbooks out of list and now it takes me to the playbooks area and I am now totally out of the play store that's a quick overview of this and I'll hand it over to the podcast crew as we deliberate on these items.
1: That's- thank you, Warren. Uh, it's a bit it's a bit confusing that Play Store has sort of different things that calls libraries, isn't it?
0: That's very good observation, Ed, because you know we're talking about library. and sometimes we, you know, mention in the same breath the library the uninstalled or rather mm-hmm. the not installed. And so frankly, the not installed, we, you know, refer to that as adding something to my library, but Google doesn't consider that as a library. So we want to separate or make a distinction between these two. So when we talk about the library here, we're talking about the three items that I have demonstrated that is the wish list, the um, family library and that, you know, playbooks, that's what is found in the library. Now, of course, when we talk about the not installed. Those are items that you find under, you know, um, app management. So that's where the difference comes in.
2: Yeah,
1: and uh, I I thought that was odd when I listened to your demo. I mean, I know, I, yeah, it's a, it's just a weird way to do it. I would um, possibly merge them somehow and put yeah, the not installed know, it, in there. It's
0: Google, it's, they keep changing these things and it's hard to It didn't used to be like that, but now and then they trick it or, you know, someone wakes up and figures, hey, you know, we need to do it a little bit differently just to confuse us, I guess.
2: Yeah.
1: But no, it's uh, it's, it's a good good section in the Play Store, isn't it? Anyone else got any comments on this
2: bit?
6: I was wondering about the wish list. If you put something in your wish list, what happens? Like, are you going to get any notifications if the app goes on sale or something?
0: Well, the idea of the wish list is that, you know, maybe something that is uh, a little bit expensive, you don't have the money at the time, but it's something you really, really like. And so you just add it there, you know, hoping that someday you'll get some money to buy it, or maybe some app that is outside of your area and yeah. you just want to add it to the wish list. So, you know, pining for it, hoping but that do, the developer get, will change his mind. Did huh? we get
6: notified about this if a, if it goes on sale?
0: No, you wouldn't Uh be notified about it if it goes on sale. That will be in the notification or offers, you know, that we talked about some weeks back. Uh, But but I wish that that could be part of it. You know, if Google notices that I have added this thing to uh, my wish list, you know, this thing was $10 and it's in my wish list just like Amazon does, you know, yeah, this yeah, thing that's... goes down to $3.99. Why not let me know that one of the items that I have added onto my wish list is now on sale for $3.99. I think that's a great idea, Sally. But of course, you know, they never think about these things. Yeah, but I think in this way
6: you you just put the things in your wish list and you just forget about it because no one always we talk about the wish list and we check about the wish list. So if the app <laughs> goes on sale, we will
0: know that. <laughs> you are right. Because I was looking at mine, you know, after I scrolled some more demonstrating yeah, like, uh, the apps it. I, from I realized eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, I had like one hundred and thirty five apps in wow. my wish list. It's just bizarre. Maybe even some of them got discontinued, right? Exactly. And <laughs> The other thing that bothers me is that some apps don't have the ability to add to the wish list. I've, you know, uh, been wanting to add some apps, and you just can't find where to add to the wish list. Or some don't have the share. So, for example, you know, some app you want to share with someone or share with yourself by an email. And it doesn't have that. Have you guys noticed that? Yeah, that, is that, share
1: thing is, that share thing is the yeah, weirdest
0: it's thing. Annoying.
6: It's sometimes like, I don't why? see the share. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah.
0: I wonder if I mean, that's up fine. to the developer
4: or.
3: Yeah, it is. It's up to the on? developer. That's, I wonder, like, I've always been a little confused on that, because, which is why anytime I want to go and share a link for the Play Store for an app, I always just do it off the computer because it's so inconsistent in the actual Play Store application.
1: The nice thing about the Play Store application, though, is that the link is clean. So, so, so the computer will put a language thing on it. So it will say "and hl equals whatever," and uh, yeah, that means that unless you clean that, if you share it with someone who's not in your Play Store, so uh, I'm always careful to clean them on the podcast notes. They may not work. Whereas if you if you share a, uh, a link from the mm. from the Play Store app, then you you don't get that up. and hl. It's cleaned, yeah. Exactly. Um, um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't want your app shared. Like,
6: who goes in yeah. and thinks, yeah,
1: I'm gonna turn off the ability for anybody <laughs> to share my and, app?
6: Like, who yeah, does story, that. Yeah, the wish list does really need to change because, like, we we install those apps to get the like notifications. The app goes on sale. Like, there are some apps. So, if the wish list gets that feature, so we we won't have those apps in our phone.
1: I don't know. They. Um, I've, yeah. I've never seen. A, I've never seen a wish list operate like that. Like Audible or Amazon. Yeah, Amazon wish- is doing that. Well, their, their wish lists don't give me notifications when anything goes on sale. Like it's just it's just a thing to remember things you're interested in, isn't it? I mean, I think you're right, Sally. I, I think it should. Be, but but I've never seen a wish list that does
5: that.
0: Well, on Amazon, if you add something to your. Your list, you know, like say, hey, I'm adding this anchor uh, headset. It was on ninety, whatever dollars. You know, w- when it it has a price drop, you get notified. You know, yeah, uh, audible doesn't. It, none yeah, of my yeah, Amazon
1: on no. wish lists have. Maybe not. Maybe my, maybe none of my stuff goes on sale.
0: So I'm not. So, they... I, I don't do Audible, but I know that my Amazon, for example, I have wish list items, and you know I get notification all the time when it the price drops. I, I think yeah. the
6: idea of wish list is for this, because th- these are the things that you wish to buy. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I, I, it should work like that. M- maybe none of the stuff I ever put on my Amazon one goes on sale. Don't I don't know. I don't get. It should be
4: called on. the wish in one hand list.
0: Yeah. If you guys know the rest of that phrase. Indeed. Yeah. And like we indicated in the fa- family library, you can choose to not share. So if you have something naughty, you don't want your f- family to have it, you could turn that off. And you could do that per app, as a matter of fact. Um, you can decide, hey, I want to share this app, but I do not want to share this app. And now I'm back to the library. If you're a developer, by heaven, put that share in there because it's silly to not have that share. I wonder if
4: it they have to meet certain requirements to be able to have their app shared, because I don't know why they would not want it to be able to be shared. So I'm wondering if oh, like that... it has to meet certain requirements. I don't
0: wouldn't think that... it's a requirement because oh, most of them you see the share and some of them you yeah. don't see. I think it's just an oversight on the part of the de- developer. I
6: also don't think so, because like when we were developing accessible Android, we didn't feel any requirements about this. It's just like when you want to share, it's already shareable, you know.
1: There you go. Sally says the accessible Android app meets no requirements. Yeah. <laughs> <Good. laughs> anyway, Doug. I think I think you wanted to come in, Dougie. Dougie boy, didn't you? Yeah.
3: Like it, it just it doesn't make sense for say Google to implement requirements for the apps to be able to be shared because I mean they want. People to use the apps. They want those numbers. So for Google to have the requirements for you to meet to share an app just doesn't make sense. So I'm thinking it definitely has to do with the developers and whether or not they're basically including the ability to share their apps. Like it just some somewhere it does not make any sense. Because it's so inconsistent.
1: Yeah. I mean, most you can, obviously, but, but they're a good number you can't. Yeah. Like it's not like it's a significant minority i would say
7: this is the spotlight segment stay tuned for premium interviews device unboxing and more
1: now we turn to our spotlight section and john dyer unboxes the google tablet
4: Hello, John here with the Blind Android Users Podcast, and today I'm going to be doing an unboxing of the new Pixel tablet. So I'm going to go ahead and get right to it. This is the box. It's very hefty because it's got the tablet and it's got the speaker/slash charging stand. So it's a pretty thick box. I'm going to. Usually they have tabs to pull, but I don't, I'm not feeling that on this, so I'm just gonna go ahead and cut it on this side and along this side. Okay. Back over. Right, cut the top off. I'm assuming this is the tablet on top. Yep. I'm going to set this aside for now. Come right back to it. There is what I'm going to assume is just a piece of cardboard. And under that is. This is the stand. I'm unwrap this. Definitely feels similar to a nest hub. Hmm. Okay, so going to guess, yeah, this is right side up like this. So the bottom Obviously it's flat it's got sort of rectangular shaped with round rounded corners more of a pill shape, I guess, and on the back there's a place to plug in on the left side there's a place to plug in the power adapter, and on the front, I can feel the pins where it will connect to the tablet. Set this aside. Assuming all that's left in here is the power adapter. Yeah, so here's the power adapter. Which I will not be needing right now. So I'll just leave that. Move this box out of the way. Now I'm going to unwrap the tablet. Try not to. This too bad. Okay. All right, so actually, not a bad size. Obviously, it's like an 11 inch tablet size, it's got rounded edges. Um, rounded corners and rounded edges, so the um, so that it's not flat on the sides. Um, let's see. So on the back, I'll start on the back, yeah. I can feel where the pens are going to attach down here. In the middle, I'm assuming that's just a Google logo. The top left, I'm holding it in landscape right now, facing away from me. The top left is the camera. I'll flip it back towards me. And going to see what's along the top. So there's a power button and volume buttons on the right side um, near the edge. The volume buttons are raised and the power button is flush with the device. Then there's a mic, I'm assuming that's a mic, about two inches to the left of the volume buttons but not quite center. Then there's another what feels like a mic (laughs) near the center. I'm assuming none of these are holes for a SIM removal tool since this doesn't have um, memory card support or SIM card support. Now down along the left side, what feels like a speaker at the top. There's three. One, two, three. Let's see what's on the right side.
2: One. Okay, so I don't know why I was
4: expecting the USB-C port to be on the right side, but it's on the left side when you're holding it landscape. So there's four speakers that I can feel on two on each side and on the left side there's a USB-C plug between the speakers. Now on the bottom there's what feels like feet. Maybe these actually rest on the table when... Yeah, maybe these rest on the table. Now's a good time to See what the speaker dock situation is like. I'm gonna connect it. Okay, so the feet don't rest on the table, but I guess if it were to fall... I don't know. I don't know what the speed are for. <laughs> okay, so it's on the stand now. It magnetically attaches. I'm gonna pick up, so I can pick up the whole thing. So one-handed you're not going to be able to take this thing off one-handed, because it picks the stand up with it. Unless you twist it, let me try twisting it. Yeah I guess if you want to twist it, you can get it off one-handed, and I'm going to go ahead and press some of these, I'm pressing
2: volume buttons now,
4: and it's not, it's it's pretty stable. I'm going to press only the button, I'm not going to even touch the tablet. It's rocking a little bit, but it's staying magnetized to the stand. So yeah, I think it's attached nicely. It would. I wish the stand was a little heavier, but it stays together.
2: Alright, I'm going to detach it. And turn it on.
4: I'm holding the power button. I did not feel a vibration. I'm holding what I think is the power button.
2: Okay. I can tell the screen has lit up, but there was no vibration. Going to press the volume keys and hold them and see if anything happens. Maybe I did it too early. Try right, yeah. again. Press and
9: hold both volume keys for three seconds to use TalkBack. TalkBack on. Held volume keys. TalkBack turned on. Welcome to TalkBack. Welcome to TalkBack, page one of five. TalkBack is a screen reader intended for so I'm situations for people a bit. who have difficulty seeing the screen. It gives you spoken feedback so that you can use your
4: oh, touch. Welcome
9: to TalkBack, page one of five. TalkBack is a screen reader intended I'm for gonna back a back Welcome to your Pixel tablet. Language, English, United States button. Press select to activate.
4: OK, so I'm going to go through the setup but I'm gonna cut everything out that's not specific or new to the tablet. So I'm gonna go ahead and get started and I'll see you in a little bit when I get to something that sets it apart or that's different from your average pixel device setup.
9: Set up fingerprint unlock. Use your fingerprint to unlock your tablet or verify it's you, like when you sign into apps or approve a purchase.
4: Okay, so I'm going to try this new fingerprint setup because it'll be using the power button for the first time on a pixel. They used to have the fingerprint sensor on the back of the phones and then they moved them to under the display. So, as far as I can recall, this is the first time it's been on an actual button.
9: How it works. Fingerprint unlock creates a unique model of your fingerprint to verify it's you. To create this fingerprint model during setup, you will take images of your fingerprint from different positions. Okay, we know. When you use fingerprint, you're in control. You can delete your fingerprint model or turn off.
4: I'm gonna turn this up a little bit.
9: Keep in mind. Your tablet can be unlocked when you don't intend to. Learn more at, no thanks. But I agree, button.
5: I agree. Double That's tap it.
9: to activate. Touch the power button without pressing it. The fingerprint sensor is on the power button. Hits the flat button next to the raised volume button on the edge of the tablet.
4: So I think I touched it.
9: Lift, then touch again. Enrolling fingerprint 0%. Place the center. Enrolling fingerprint 4%. Enrolling fingerprint 8%. Enrolling fingerprint 12%. Change the position of your finger slightly each time. Place the center part of your finger on the sensor. I know this is. Change the position of your finger slightly each time.
4: Very intriguing. Make sure
9: you're enrolling fingerprint 24%. Enrolling. I'll just enrolling, try to do it as fast as possible. Enrolling. enrolling en, place the left edge of your finger on the sensor. Enrolling finger. Enrolling fingerprint 60%. We're at 60%. Make, 60%. Enrolling, enrolling fingerprint 6%. Enro, enrolling, fingerprint, enrolling fingerprint 80%. Make Enrolling fingerprint 84%.
4: So Finally, I'm using... place
9: the right edge of your finger on the sensor. Change the position of your finger slightly. Finally, place the right. Enrolling fingerprint 92. Enrolling fingerprint 90. Enrolling fingerprint 100%. Fingerprint added. Now you can use your fingerprint to unlock your tablet or verify it's you, like when you sign into apps or approve a purchase. Add another fingerprint so it's easier to unlock when you hold your tablet in different ways. Add another button.
4: Double tap to activate. I'll skip this for Next now.
9: Button.
4: Okay so I'm here on the home screen. I've just finished the setup. I'm gonna turn off the screen.
9: screen
4: off. There was nothing specific to the tablet in the setup other than the fingerprint sensor part. There wasn't anything letting me know how to use the new taskbar. I guess that's something I'll have to figure out. But when I went through the tutorial of how to use gestures, it only mentioned the home gesture, the back gesture, and the recent gesture. It didn't say anything about the taskbar. As far as the feel and weight of the tablet, I like it. The size of the tablet, tablet I like it. It's, I will say, well, this is aluminum, but it's got a coating on it. So it doesn't feel metal, but it's very solid. There's no creaking to it or anything like that when you, I mean, I'm not going to try too hard, but when you try to bend it, it doesn't make any sound. I will use this for a few days, at least a week, and then I will let you know my thoughts on it. I'll do sound tests. I'll let you know what... I figure out as far as I have a lot of questions. So hopefully if you have questions too, I'll find the answers to them. So thanks for listening to this unboxing.
1: Now, John, I know you're doing the review next week, but I do have to tantalize you with this. Uh, Mm -hmm. An objective source, digital trends. It's, it's not a, you know, a mom and pop website that says, this is the worst pixel ever made. As you can tell, I'm deeply disappointed with that assessment. I don't find it at all amusing. Uh, It doesn't at all reinforce my view of Google hardware in any shape or form. Uh, And that's not why I'm putting it out there. But John, what is your reaction to that Digital Trends review?
5: So before John reacts, I want to tell everyone of the fantastic feature of the Pixel tablet that you can stick it on your fridge. So for that, to know the full feature and how to do it, just check out our latest short video.
4: Okay, so my reaction to the article is, it feel, feels like a little bit of clickbait to me, or a lot of clickbait. And uh, the actual wording was, if I recall correctly, the worst pixel I've ever used. And I can believe it because it sounds like whoever wrote that article has never used a pixel before, they're very confused about Different things, and I did not have the same experience as them. A lot of their complaints are with, like, third-party apps and stuff. that doesn't really have anything to do with the specific tablet. And, I mean, they're entitled to their opinion, so I won't... I can't say they're wrong, but... Um, I didn't have some of the issues like it falling off the stand when I tried to adjust the volume that they had. So uh, I might just be a lot more coordinated than they are. Or maybe their magnet was weaker. Who knows?
1: So so, so, let's test some of these specifics then and see if these have happened. So, so when you're holding the tablet off the dark, do your hands naturally block the speakers? Or is it, is it fine?
4: Yes. And Guess that's what? how it is with any... <laughs> My hands yes, it's block. fine or these they don't? Spe- they block the speakers because... There are four speakers, and when you have two speakers on each side of a tablet, you have to hold it somewhere. This is how all tablets are.
0: Again, it sounds like this person's not used to tablet before, but and of course, this is no brainer. Even the Samsung tablets that have four speakers, you know, some are on the side, and it's just like the old Nokia phone that had some speaker on the side. Of course, if you hold the thing on the side instead of putting it in your palm, of course you're going to block. Um, that speaker. So, even a dumbhead knows this. So, come on, give me a break.
1: And uh, what about the accusation when you're asking it to do stuff? Uh, so, it will it will play a show if it's asked to from uh, the dock. But if you ask it to open, say uh, you know a, a, a YouTube without asking it to play a show or Netflix, it won't do it. Any views on that?
0: I think that the problem that people are misunderstanding the tablet, the tablet is not the home assistant. Frankly, it is not. If anyone is buying this thinking that they're gonna be having the functionality of the home speaker, you are wrong. They are not the same. That's not the intent of the tablet. The tablet is not necessarily the replacement for your home assistant. You know, people were thinking, oh, this is gonna be something that replaces my home assistant. They are not the same thing. Let's just put that out there.
1: It's got a dock, though. And why shouldn't it be the same thing?
0: Well, like, it does
1: if it didn't come a dock, with a dock, it would be fine. No, like if it didn't come with store. a dock, I'd ag- I'd agree with you. Like if it, if it just came in a box, and obviously there's no expectation that it can do that. If it comes with so, a dock, then why shouldn't it?
4: I'm gonna well, side with Ed on this. I think they're s- they're trying to sell it as two two items. They're trying to say you can get a a home hub and a tablet in one and while i don't really agree with like the person in the article mentioned like you can't say open netflix and have it go into the netflix app while it's docked but you can't do that on a home hub anyway so i think that's kind of like not an issue because you could take it off the dock and then say open netflix like you can on any pixel device and that would open the netflix app so that's not a big deal to me, but I have noticed some serious inconsistencies and it does fall short of like the regular Nest display experience. And that's disappointing to me. But that being said, you can use TalkBack on it, which you cannot do on a Nest display. And so it's better in some ways, but it's not as good in some ways. For example, you have to use ChromeVox on your Nest display, which is super slow and unresponsive and it's just not a great experience so i like the fact that you can use talkback while this thing is on the dock to like get to all your home controls or to get to the playback controls of whatever's playing currently that sort of thing you can do the two finger double tap on the screen to play and pause whatever's going which is something you can't do on a, a regular nest home hub so it has its advantages but I think it's very unpolished right now because certain things you ask it to do, it won't do. Like if I say play a show on Netflix, it says you have to unlock your tablet to do this. So then I have to walk over to the thing and put my finger on the power button so it will unlock and then play the thing on Netflix. But if I ask it to play something on Disney+, Plus. It just plays it. It doesn't make me unlock it. So I think they have a lot of stuff they need to iron out. The experience right now is not very clean, but I think it has the potential of being better than a Nest Home Hub for uh, blind users because TalkBack is so much better than trying to use the built-in screen reader on a Nest Home Hub device.
0: Let's just put it out. The tablet is a giant phone. It is absolutely not the same thing as your hop. I I still go back to that. It's just a confusion if you're trying to compare the two. They are not the same. You're just having a big, you know, super-sized, you know, that has the Play Store and everything that you can install on your phone, you can install on that damn tablet. It is just the same thing. Unlike the NES Hub, which is not the same and both not even running the same OS. So there are things that the Nest is going to do differently. And this one is going to do differently and never the same. So I've got a bit of a very interesting comparison that I think
3: John might be able to point out. Do you have any comparison between the uh, assistant on the pixel tab versus say the assistant that's built into most Chromebooks because technically basically looking at spec wise and what they can and can't do. It almost appears that they're the same version compared to what we would have on our phones. Cause I noticed, like you said with Netflix and Disney plus I've noticed on the Chromebook version of Assistant it's almost the exact same thing. When I have my Lenovo Chromebook um, in tablet mode, Disney Plus would play automatically with no questions, but Netflix itself just doesn't open without it being unlocked.
4: So that might be the case with the assistant that runs while it's docked. The assistant that runs while it's undocked is exactly the same as like what a Pixel phone would do. So And when you do, the thing is, when you do run something while it's on the dock, what it does is it opens an app called Chromecast Built-in. So it doesn't actually open the app of whatever you're doing. So if you think you can tell the display, you know, play something on Disney+, and then you can pick it up and be in the Disney Plus app, that's not the case. You're going to be in the Chromecast. It'll keep playing when you take it off, and you can still control it and everything, but if you want to like, change what you're watching, you'll have to leave that app and go into the actual Disney Plus app.
1: And I think that's the problem, Warren. So if they'd sold it without the dark, I would agree with you. It's just a giant phone. But that's not what Google have done. They, they've sold it with the dark, which is supposed to add this other stuff. And the problem is it's gone a bit weird. The of
0: it. Google itself tells you it is not a replacement for the Nest Hub. So let's no, but but, but it's added in. the It's added all in I'm the dog.
1: What I'm
0: trying dark. to say here is, it's just a stand. You know, if anyone is thinking that they are buying this as a replacement for their Nest Hub, but it isn't, you are wrong. It isn't, Don't it, do it, that. It it's it, not. It, it,
1: but it's not just a stand either. The stand changes the behavior as the tablet of the tablet, as John has just said. If you say something to the tablet on the it stand, it has
0: to you... because it needs to also charge the tablet, for example. No, no,
1: no, 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 Warren, it changes the behavior. It does different things. If it's yeah, a charger it's not... and just plays through the speaker, it does it. It does literally different things, doesn't it, John?
0: Of course, giving you a hands free experience. But what I'm saying, no, they are not the same thing. It does more than that. I keep saying that, and I'll say that till I'm blue in the face. The the tablet and the Nest Hub are not the same beasts. Yeah, I'm
1: sure. I'm sure they're, they're not, not the
4: same. But, but that John, doesn't mean it, Google's not trying to sell you that idea.
0: I but think even Google itself says they're not the same. It's not a replacement for the Nest Hub.
1: But but John, this is not a charging stand with speakers, is it? It does no, it does different things not. when it's on the stand, doesn't it?
4: Right. It's not. So if I plug in a USB C cable and then I plug in, like connect a Bluetooth speaker, that's gonna be a completely different experience than if I put this thing on the dock. So yeah, they are they are s- selling it as that, but I do have something I wanna mention as just the tab- If even if I bought this as a tablet only, no dock, no Nest Hub-like ex- experience, something about it that's really disappointed me that I noticed immediately is it does not have haptics. And that's very disappointing to me. I don't. It's something you don't realize you you depend on until it's gone. Like I, like Warren, I turn haptics off and talk back immediately. I don't like those, but I do like it in certain situations. Like while I'm typing, I like that feedback. I like the feedback. You guys know I use a pattern instead of a pin, and I can feel when I've connected dots because it vibrates. And without that. I've had to go back to using a pin on this because I don't have that feedback, and like even using pressing and holding the power button to use Google Assistant, normally, I depend on that vibration to let me know I can start talking. But whereas now I've had to go into the settings and turn the chime on so that I know when Google not is listening to me. so that's been a bummer for me um, as far as far as hardware goes, but I do overall, I do love the size of it, the feel of it. The build of it i think it's a great tablet but that's the one thing that i've been that's been disappointing to me is that they didn't include haptics
3: so you actually just hit john on a point that i've kind of always thought about with a tablet side of um mobile tech is the fact that most of them don't have haptic feedback and i'm kind of like you like i've i rely on that haptic feedback when it comes to simple things like patterns or use of my keyboard. So for me, I've had to go and turn on all the sounds on any tablet. That way I've got some kind of feedback while I'm entering in that text. And it is actually a real big disappointment because some of us don't like those extra key clicks and stuff like that. We kind of want to have more of that vibrate feedback to keep our devices a little more quiet. And it's always been something that I've kind of questioned, like there's so much room in a tablet why is the haptic mode or something that they cut out and uh, it's i think it's something that we need to you know look at in the future with tech is what about those who rely on the haptic feedback
1: i don't know every tablet i've used has had it say so, uh ipad obviously um we, we we had a lenovo uh for the daughter which had it we swapped that for the samsung a i want to say a7 i don't think i paid for the a8 that has haptic feedback what 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 tablets aside from the google one don't so, so my
4: my samsung a7 light i have the a7 light not the a7 doesn't have it but my other samsung tablet does have it the uh s8 so mm. i think it just depends like It's just something they cut out of, like, the lower-end tablets. I think they don't want to include it. And and in the past, I've kind of complained because, you know, the larger the tablet, it's kind of harder to feel. It does have haptics, but it's, like, harder to feel it sometimes. But it is there. And and when it's gone, you, you, you immediately miss it.
7: Coming up next, our app of the week, in which we show you how to use the app and review its accessibility. You can submit your recording for this segment. Email it to us at contactus at blindandroidusers.com.
1: And now we turn to the app of the week, and Warren demonstrates the article-organising app Instapaper.
0: Hi. For episode 133 of the Blind Android Users Podcast App of the Week, this is Demonstrating Instapaper, I-N-S-T-A-P-A-P-E-R. Instapaper has been around since 2010 or 2011, somewhere there, and it's been stable for many people all these years. So think of Instapaper like the likes of Pocket, something we demonstrated in one of our episodes. Instapaper, however, is not your typical RSS reader. In other words, it's not something that you can easily subscribe to an RSS feed from within the Instapaper without using a plugin, something like Zapier or IFTT. Instapaper's focus, however, is that clean UI do you get when reading an article, even though it does retain the images, for example, but it does not get in the way whether you are reading it with your screen reader or reading it with the TTS output. That's the beauty of Instapaper. The focus, however, therefore, is to be able to share articles to it from across the web so for example if you're reading an article on your web browser you can just tap on that more options tap on that share and choose instapaper from among the apps presented to share it with that's how you add or build the number of articles in your instapaper outside of using those plugins to subscribe to rss feeds that you like For today's demonstration, I'll be utilizing the Galaxy S21 running One UI 5.1 and in the way of the TTS engine, I will be using the defunct Eloquence today because if I use the regular Google speech services, then it conflicts with the readout from the TTS output from Instapaper as it uses the same speech services, therefore it doesn't get to play. So in other words, if you're going to be using the TTS readout from Instapaper, you would need to switch to a different TTS engine when you use it. In the way of the screen reader, of course, I'm using TalkBack 13.5 as for Samsung. Now, let's go ahead though and show you what we have. And if you haven't signed on to Instapaper before, so if you heard this demonstration and then you decide to go download it, upon launching the app, you're going to find two buttons toward the bottom. The first one will tell you to create an account and the second one will ask you to sign in. And whether you create an account or you sign in, when you get it going, you'll be landed in the home area. Let's get started and I'll show you what I'm talking about and we'll go from here. I am on my home screen and I'll now find and tap on Instapaper.
10: Instapaper and Pager Window Home.
0: I'll go ahead and tap.
10: Instapaper Outlook versus Gmail. How do they compare?
0: As you can hear, the first article here is Outlook versus Gmail. And this is one of the uh, articles that I have saved. And therefore, it's in my home view, that is, in the home area where all my saved articles are located. Now, one thing to bear in mind here is that every time you add an article, it gets saved toward the top. So the newest is always at the top. So that's the sorting. At the top, we've got some buttons. We've got one that says menu on the top left corner, and then two more on the right. We've got the search, and at the rightmost is the more options. I do want to mention here in passing, however, that some of the buttons here, even the ones that I just mentioned, especially the one that says menu on the top left and the more options on the top right are both unlabeled and so the heavy lifting here is being done by TalkBack. Let's go ahead and i show you what I'm talking about. Starting with the top left corner, I'll put my finger near the top left.
10: Out of list. Detected. Icon menu. Text apostrophe paper.
0: You heard icon menu and moving to the right. Search. That one is properly. Labeled, And I do want to mention here that if you tap on that search, it will take you to where it will ask you to subscribe to the premium subscription, which costs like $2.99 a month, basically $3 a month, or $29.99 annually. Those are the only subscription models that we have with Instapaper. To the right of that, we've got... Detected. Icon More. More. Now, let's go ahead, though, before we get to the more, let's start on the top left and see what we have in the menu when I tap on that top left button.
10: Detected. Icon menu. Text.
0: I am now in the menu, and here we come across Home and List. Something that says Home and that's where I am currently. That is where my articles are. And below that, liked, liked that is articles that you've liked. Next. Archive. Archive. Videos. Videos, That if you have saved some videos. Notes. Notes, these are notes you've created, maybe while reading an article. Browse. And the last item here is the Browse. So when we tap on the Browse, it will take us to the curated or the hand-picked articles that the staff of Instapaper have chosen. I'll show you what I'm talking about.
10: Browse, Tucker Carlson's Vulgar, Offensive Messages About College, The History of Control plus Alt plus Delete, WWW.
0: So you can see the articles here. So for example, if, I go down. Say. The
10: Double gun by last call for gumption, Go down. Alt. Google versus AI whiteboard Friday. Moz.com.
0: So, for example, let's say I want to open this particular item from Google versus AI.
10: It's the paper. Save and list.
0: Tapping on that, I hear save, and below that, open in browser. Open in browser. Now if I tap on the save button for example it will add that to the list of my articles. I'll tap here so you'll see what I'm talking about and when we go back to the home then you'll see that this is going to be on the top of the list.
10: Saved it's the paper. It's the paper. Google versus AI All right. feature.
0: Now let's go back to the top. Now that we are in browse We got one new button that got introduced and that would be the second button from the very top right corner will be something that says friends. So in other words, you could add friends so friends can see what you are reading or what they are reading. Friends out of list. And of course, I don't have any friends in here. So if I tap here, there'll be no friends in there. And to the right of it will be detected. Icon more more options now if you tap on these more options the only thing you will find here will be the settings the same settings that we will find in the more options if we were in the home area which has more items so let's not go into the settings here since it's the same thing I want to go back to the main area so I'm going to tap now on the menu on the top left corner to bring up the menu and then I'll tap on Home. Browse. There we go, tapping on Browse now, which is the menu. I will now find the home. Home. There's my home. Home. Google versus AI Whiteboard. So, as you can hear, there's the article sitting there at the top of the list of the articles that I have saved, and that was the one I tapped on from the browse. Now, I had mentioned earlier that the more options here, when tapped on here in the area that says home, we have more items in that more options than when compared to the one that is found in the browse. So I will now tap on that more options on the top right.
10: Detected, icon more out of list. And I'll tap. Pop-up window, sort
0: and list. So here we find a sort, and in, in other words, how you want to sort your articles by newest first or oldest first or shuffle. The next item: Filter. Filter. That is, if you want to filter some articles that you don't want to be in if they're shorter than five minutes or whatever, you can choose to filter those things out next. Settings We come across the settings, and that's the last item. Let's go ahead and tap on the settings.
10: Settings detected. Icon menu text apostrophe insta paper settings out of list.
0: Tapping on that settings, we're focused on the top left corner, and that's the menu button again. Now, if I move my finger down here, we'll find something that says theme. Theme disabled and list. Now, that theme below that has what I refer to as. Three different themes from left to right, they sit like tabs. And the first one is like an ancient looking book, you know, paper from old, maybe the sepia, that kind of color. And then the one in the middle will be the light color. And then the one on the farthest right will be the dark theme. So if you like dark theme, you could tap on the right one. However, these things don't make any sound. Or rather, these things are not labeled so they don't speak what they are. So in order to find them, you have to have your earcons on. I don't have earcons. And so if I'm navigating here, I'm not going to hear anything. But they are there. And if you want them, turn your earcons on so that you can hear those uh, little tabs. This is something to report to the developer to fix accessibility. Below that, though, we have the Basics.
10: Basic options, disabled.
0: We hear basic options, disabled, and below that.
10: Rotation, allow screen rotation, switch, off.
0: That's rotation. If you want it to rotate to landscape or whatever, I leave mine off.
10: Automatic dark mode, switch to dark mode during night, switch, off.
0: So if you want it to automatically turn into the dark mode at night, you can turn this one on. Scroll mode. Tilt scrolling. Here we hear something called scrolling. Uh, By default, the tilt scrolling is not the default. I chose the tilt scrolling, and I'll tell you why. Because we have either the tilt scrolling or the pagination scrolling. Now, the difference is that if you have the pagination, then the pages are scrolled, you know, Uh, horizontally, that is, not vertically. And what happens is that if you choose the pagination, flipping of the pages, what happens is that there are some buttons that will not show up when you have it set that way. So buttons like style or the more options where it has um, the the speak, that is, to uh, tap on that to make the article read, why the TTS is not gonna be there. So I chose to leave mine in the tilt so that I'll see those options. I'll show you what I'm talking about, for example, when I go to an article. Next item.
10: Flip pages, disabled. Next. Tilt scrolling direction.
0: And the tilt scrolling direction, and you could have either reverse or normal.
10: Next. Volume button scrolling. Allow scrolling using volume buttons. Switch, off. Next. Account disabled.
0: We come across account, and below that simply says my email address.
10: Username worker at G, premium upgrade.
0: And then we got premium. You could update You tap here, and it'll take you to where you could subscribe to those two models that I mentioned earlier, the 2.99 a month or 29.99 annually. Those are the only ones we have. We don't have a lifetime subscription.
10: Profile privacy, private.
0: Profile privacy, in other words, you could choose to make yourself get seen uh, by default, is set to private. Sign out. Then we've got sign out. Social accounts disabled. And we hear social accounts disabled. And below that, we have things like Facebook. Facebook. Twitter. Twitter. Tumblr. Tumblr. Evernote. Evernote. Pinboard. Oh, something called Pinboard. Never heard of that.
10: More options disabled.
0: Then we have more options, like a header, and below that. Advanced. We have Advanced, and then the last item here will be. About paper 4.5.3. That's the last item. Let's go up, though, to the Advanced, because there are some things we can look into. Advanced. Let's go ahead and tap on Advanced.
10: Advanced. Redownload all articles and list.
0: The first item we hear in advance is to read all the articles. Home. 100
10: latest articles. And home. Liked. 10 latest articles. Liked. Archive. 10 latest articles.
0: Archive. Other
10: options. Disabled.
0: Then we hear other options. Disabled. And below that. Full screen. Full screen. So if you tap here, it'll offer you how to go about full screen, whether you double tap or whatever, uh, to show you a full screen of the article and things like that. I'm not interested in update. that. We have update.
10: Background update
0: never. And then we have background update never. And what this does is if you tap in here, you have either one hour, 12 hour, 24 hours, and the never. So if I change to one hour, What that will do is update the hand-picked articles from the staff of Instapaper. That's what that has to do with. Now, let's go back.
10: Settings, advanced, and list. And I'll go back again. Instapaper, detected, icon more, out of list.
0: Now, let's go click on one of these articles. Google
10: versus AI Whiteboard Friday, in In that tab. tab. Instapaper, Google versus AI Whiteboard Friday, WebView.
0: Now if I put my finger down.
10: Large language models have taken the world by storm in recent months. In today's episode, Tom goes over some of the new threats to Google from recent advances in machine learning models like Chat, and how Google might react to those threats.
0: Okay, now, so we've got some buttons here. And because we are in that tilt scrolling mode, and we have some buttons starting from the very top, We have to navigate the top. Navigate up button. And then moving to the right. Like. We have the like. So you can like that article. And to the right of that. Archive. Archive. I could tap here to archive this article. Delete. I could tap here to delete it from my collection or. Style. Style. That is, if you tap here, you can choose the fonts and the brightness how you want it to look and all of that. Next, more. we have the more. Now tapping on this more will take us to where we could find where we could tap on the speak to read it aloud if you want it read via the TTS engine. Now tap here on more.
10: Pop-up window, move and list.
0: You could choose to move it. Share. Share. Enable tilt scrolling. Enable tilt scrolling. Open a browser. Or open it in your browser. Speed read. Speed read, that is, if you want to read it quickly. In other words, if you can see and you want to do some speed read, you could do that. Next, speak. Last item here is speak. Now, if I tap here on the speak, it should start reading that with the TTS engine from Google.
10: It's the paper. Google versus AI Whiteboard. Large, Large language, language models, models have taken
9: the world by storm in recent months. In today's episode, Tom goes over some of the new threats to Google from recent advances in machine learning models like ChatCheaped and how Google might react to those play,
0: threats. At the bottom though, we have the play slash stop. I think that what I don't like is that it doesn't support the double tapping to stop or resume playback, for example. So if I double tap with two fingers, nothing gets played. I have to actually go tap on that play pause at the bottom. So at the bottom, once you have the TTS readout going on, you have five buttons at the very bottom. Starting from the bottom left, we have the close TTS. That is, to close the TTS engine or the readout loud via the TTS.
10: Detected. Icon close. Text text Button.
0: And then to the right of it.
10: Detected. Icon left. Left. Button.
0: You can tap on that to move you, rewind you back. And to the right of that, the middle button out of the five, and that's the play slash pause button. BTN Button. Detected. Icon play. To the right of that. Detected. Icon right, right button. That's a move to the right, you know, that is forward. And. 1.0x. 1.0x. That's the speed. So you can change how fast the TTS reads. So for example, let's say I go tap on that play.
10: Detected. Icon play button.
9: In today's, episode, to in, machi- in today's episode, Tom goes over some of the new threats to Google from recent again. advances in machine. In, go- in today's episode, Tom goes over some of the new threats to Google from beating. recent advances in machine. In today's episode, Tom goes. In today's episode, Tom goes over some of the new threats to Google from recent advances.
0: So as you can see, that changes you between three different speeds, and that's what that does. That is a quick demonstration of the InstaPaper. And thanks for listening to this demo of Instapaper.
1: So I quite liked this app, Warren. One thing I wasn't sure about, you know, aside from like your favorites and your archive and stuff, does it let you have collections or folders or anything? Can you kind of group the articles in
2: any way?
0: You know, I think that you can, if you go to... Oh, where did I see it now? You you you, you caught me <laughs> at the wrong time. Um I I'm not sure because I, I didn't play with it much, but I don't I, I do want to mention something here that I didn't mention in that demo. Uh that the um if you choose to have that refresh, you know, whether you want it for 30 minutes, you know, one hour, or whatever, it, that would refresh both the uh, handpicked articles from the editorial staff of Instapaper, as well as those that you add using Zapier or the IFTT. So if you want to be able to, you know, constantly have new article, new content, then you need to turn that on and it will refresh both sides.
1: And is there any way to turn off the handpicked or can you not do that?
0: No. The, so the whole idea of the handpicked is to be able to like the articles and you can, so that if you, for example, if you add one from the editorial team, if you have friends, they can see that you are reading it. If you make it visible to your friends or if you add friends and decide to let them see what you're, reading, they would see the articles that are from the editorial team, but not the other ones. So that's the distinction.
1: But you can't, you can't turn off for yourself. You can't turn off the editorial team's handpicked like in your own feed.
0: No, you you just have to, if you don't want their editorial stuff, then you don't tap on that browse, you know, and it's not going to be in your uh, chosen articles. Because it's just a source of articles, for example. If you don't want to use them as a source, then you can just add your own sources as you see fit.
1: Yeah, but, but you can hide their articles. You don't have to swipe past their articles if you don't want to. You can, you can turn them off somewhere.
0: Yeah, so th- the way to not see theirs is not to tap on that Browse. If you Mm -hmm. don't tap on that browse, you wouldn't see the editorial articles from the Insta staff, I mean, Insta paper staff. That's cool.
1: No, I'm glad you can do that because uh, otherwise that would be annoying. Yeah, I know, me too.
0: It is curtain drawing time. Thus, we come to the end of today's episode. And up next, we give you information on how to get hold of us.
1: And that concludes our podcast for this week. So, uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate every single one of you. Austin, how can people get in touch with us? To contact
5: us, you can send an email to Contact us at blindandroidusers.com. You can join our mailing list by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. You can join our Telegram, Facebook, Discord, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The links for everything will be at the bottom of the show notes and also in the video description of the YouTube channel. And also, the links are in the website's panel of the YouTube channels.
1: And that concludes our episode for this week. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate every single one of you. Uh, uh, John, say bye-bye to the nice people.
4: Bye-bye to the nice people.
1: Dougie Dougie boy.
6: Bye, nice people.
1: Sally, say bye-bye to the nice Yanax.
6: Bye, nice (laughs) Yanax.
1: Warren, say bye-bye to everybody.
0: Bye, everybody, and thank you so much. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week.